0: Thanks for joining us for another Venture Podcast today. I'm your host, Pastor Dan Wills, from Chandler Acres Church in Bellevue, Nebraska. And I am very thankful to have you with us today. Uh, And perhaps you're new with us, uh, and you're just joining us for this message series. Uh, And maybe you've seen the bracelets on people over the years that say WWJD, and we know what those kind of stand for, and that stands for What Would Jesus Do?, So for the last few weeks, we've been trying to answer the question, not what would Jesus do, but what would Jesus undo? What are the things that really grieve the heart of Jesus? What is it when Jesus sees this in our lives? He says, I would undo this so you could have something better. Week number one, we we talked about spiritual apathy. Jesus would undo a lukewarm spirit. Last week, we talked about hollow worship, where Jesus wants all of our hearts Worship isn't just the songs that we sing, but but worship is a life that we live. So to introduce today's theme, I want to tell you a story about something Jesus would undo. And this happened to me one day when I was driving for an errand. I've told this story before, um, so many of you may have heard this, but but bear with me. One day I was trying to make a a right turn, and I misjudged the speed of a vehicle that was coming in the inside lane. In other words, I thought he was going to slow enough for me to pull out comfortably without him having to, to break, gra- break or or to grow, go around me. And so I misjudged how quickly this person who was probably significantly breaking the speed limit uh, was actually driving. I, I pulled out in front of him and I realized very quickly that I'd made a mistake because he was approaching my backside really, really fast. Unfortunately, this person, instead of having grace for me, acknowledging my mistake chose to express his disappointment in my lack of judgment with a really loud horn. Being in the man of God that I am, I decided to acknowledge my mistake humbly. I gave him the international sign of apology that is translated, my bad. You know, where the head goes down and the hand kind of goes up and you just go, my bad. Sorry, bro. I misjudged it. I'm not going to bring up the fact that you were probably going 85 and a 55, but I misjudged it. My bad. Unfortunately, he did not receive my signature of repentance. Instead, with the horn on, he chose to go around me and give me the international symbol for one way to God. And you know what I'm talking about. You know, peel the banana, read between the lines, whatever you want to call it. I was disappointed in his response, but I but I chose to let it go, being the man of grace that I am, until I saw on the back of his vehicle a fish sticker. And immediately I transformed from the repentant one back into my pastoral role, deciding that God had uniquely called me to execute judgment upon this man who who sinned against God. And so I kicked up the speed rather quickly. We both might have been speeding as I was trying to catch up with him. Only with the goal of bringing him to a place of right relationship with God, I eventually caught up to him when he pulled into a stoplight. And I pulled up beside him. He was still expressing creative dissatisfaction with my decision to pull out. And so I rolled down the window. He was yelling at me. And I looked over at him, smiled, and I said, God is good. And he looked back at me and he said, all the time. And as he gave me the international symbol of my bad. I feel like I shouldn't have to bring this up. But but if you do have a fish sticker on your car, Let the spirit of God lead you to refrain from pointing directly to heaven at people when they make driving mistakes. Just a thought, you know, what would Jesus undo? Something that Jesus would undo is a behavior or an attitude that he despised with all of his heart. Jesus would undo hypocrisy. Those who claim one thing, but then live in another way. Jesus would undo hypocrisy. Now I want to ease into this subject because hypocrisy is no fun to talk about it's not easy to see in our own lives it's it's very easy to see in other people's lives in fact i would ask how many of you would say you probably know a hypocrite right you know you know a hypocrite and how many of you are saying that you know you're probably sitting by a hypocrite right now maybe it's in your car or you're sitting at home right now It's really, really easy to see hypocrisy in other people's lives, but it's not so easy to see hypocrisy in our own lives. In my opinion, this is a subject that it is sometimes mistakenly belittled by pastors like me. For example, there's an old pastoral joke, one of the most common things that we'll hear from people who have objections to Christianity in the church. They'll say, I'm not going to church because they're all a bunch of what? hypocrites right they're all a bunch of hypocrites and and what the pastor will often say is well you might as well join we will always have room for one more we think that's kind of funny and it kind of is there's a little bit of truth to it but in my opinion that really dismisses some real very real pain okay that may that many people have when they are disappointed by the behavior or or actions of those who claim to follow christ Some of you would know this firsthand. There was someone that you looked up to spiritually. They said one thing, they did something else. It was very, very painful for you. They represented one thing, you know, a youth pastor, could even be your mom or dad. Your mom or dad were one thing in church, and then they would come home and they would act totally different at home. It it, it can be incredibly painful. Some people see hypocrisy. Well, you claim this and you do this, and it devastates them. And they walk away from the church. Many people walk away from God because hypocrisy is a horrible sin. What would Jesus undo? Jesus would undo hypocrisy. I like what the author and theologian Brennan Manning said about hypocrisy. He said this, The single greatest cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips, and then walk out the door and deny him with their lifestyle. This is what the unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. Jesus would undo hypocrisy. So let's go ahead and build a foundation today in understanding what hypocrisy is. But to understand what it is, we also have to acknowledge what it is not. So let's start with what hypocrisy is not. Hypocrisy is not the disparity between what we do and what we wish we do. It's not the difference between how we behave and, and how we wish we behave. Like, I wish I didn't have bad thoughts, but I did. I wish I didn't say that, but I did. That's just sin, not hypocrisy. There's a difference between sinning and being hypocritical. Hypocrisy, if you're, if you're, if we're following along, is the gap between what we show and who we are. It's the difference between what we say and how we live. It's the difference between our public persona and our private character. What would Jesus undo? He would undo the show when the real life isn't consistent with what we show. In fact, I have a a couple examples. Uh, I have the example of the angry hypocrite. This is the one who says, don't drink, don't smoke, and don't run with girls who do. But when the mask is off, this person has secret addictions going on in the background. They're going to show one face, but their behaviors are very, very different. This is what I call an angry hypocrite. There's also kind of what I call a happy hypocrite. This is the one that's like, uh, praise the Lord, brother. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So great to see you. Putting on a show, acting, oh, hallelujah. Glad to see you at church when they fought all the way to church with their spouse. But, oh, praise the Lord. We're fine. Oh, we need to build each other up did you see what she wore to church? Who does she think? Oh, praise the Lord, brother. And this is what Jesus hated. It was when from the outside, they would show one thing, but from the inside, there was something very, very different. In fact, Paul has one little verse to me that, that best represents what hypocrisy is. He says this in Titus one sixteen. He says, they claim to know God, but their actions deny him. Jesus hated this. He talked very, very directly about what hypocrisy was. He said, anytime you're going to be seen, hey, I'm going to be generous, but I want everybody to know how generous I am. That's hypocrisy. Whenever you're praying to be heard, you know, the Pharisees would literally stand on the street corners. Oh, dear God, we glorify you. We pray for ye, for so-and-so. And, and they were putting on this outward spiritual pride to impress other people. Jesus said that is completely hypocrisy. It's hypocrisy whenever you criticize someone for doing something, Jesus would say, and you do the same thing. It's hypocrisy. It's hypocrisy, Jesus would say, whenever people were were taking advantage of the poor. He hated that. One time, whenever he entered the temple and people were selling animals as a sacrifice, he didn't just come in and say, now, boys, I told you not to do that. You guys need to be nice. You know, you need to be about your personal profit. No way. Jesus came in and he said, I'm not going to stand for this. And he took the tables and he overturned the tables. And and he said, this was my father's house and it will not become a den of thieves. This is a place where we seek my father in prayer. He never spoke more harshly than he did when people were hypocrites. In fact, in Matthew's gospel, Matthew 23, Jesus says again and again, woe to you who live like this. Let me show you some of the woes. Matthew 23, in verse 27 through 28, listen to this. Woe to you, teachers of law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. And then he goes on in verse 33, he says, You snakes, you brood of vipers, how will you escape being condemned to hell? What is the hypocrite? It's the one who wants to look good on the outside, but on the inside we're very far from God. You know, we want the illusion of public virtue but inwardly were full of private vices. What's so interesting to me is this. Jesus didn't say, woe to you who said bad words. He didn't say, woe to you who watch bad shows on Netflix sometimes. He didn't say, woe to you who do bad things. He said, woe to you who do it, but act like you don't. Woe to you who put on the show, not woe to you who are imperfect. Woe to you who are imperfect, but act like you're something different. Now, I would argue that today, perhaps more than ever, social media is the perfect breeding ground for hypocrisy. And I would ask how many of you might agree with me. This is the place where you can all day long show what you want other people to see when in reality you're so much different from that. We see it all the time. Here's my perfect marriage. I love my husband so much. He's such a great man of God. I'm so thankful for him. Here we are, lovey-dovey, dovey-dovey, right? And in reality, you haven't talked to him in days. Happens all the time. Here I am doing my devotion. Here's my cup of coffee, because it's not godly without a cup of coffee or devotion, Instagram picture, right? Here's my coffee, and here's my Bible. I'm not going to tell you I actually spent more time getting the image just right than I do my Bible study. But I'm, I'm going to show you what I want you to see. Or there's what I call the Lego life. Have you guys ever seen the Lego movie, right? You, you've probably seen it. What's the song that they sing? Everything is awesome, right? And that's the only line I remember. I, I can't remember any other <laughs> rest of the song. But So I, I don't know what they, even what the next line is. But everything is awesome. Okay, that's the only line that matters anyways. That's what we do on social media. Everything is awesome. My life is awesome, I'm depressed, I'm miserable, I'm hurting, I'm doubting, but everything is awesome. What would Jesus undo? He would undo a spirit of hypocrisy when what we show is so different than who we are. Woe to you, Jesus says. How will you escape being condemned to hell? If you're a little bit uncomfortable right now, that's probably a good thing because that means you have some self-awareness. Because let me tell you right now, some of you are going, oh, I'm so glad somebody's hearing this. Okay. I'm so sending them this link. They need to see it. Okay. The hypocrite. It's so easy to see it in other people, but it's so difficult to see in yourself. If you're feeling a little bit uncomfortable because you're recognizing some inconsistencies, that's actually a good thing. That means you're self-aware. That means you're open to what the Spirit of God will show you. And what I want you to see is there is hope for the, the hypocrite in all of us. There is hope. Let me show you the hope. It goes back to Matthew 23, verses 25 through 26. It says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside will also be clean. He says, first let the Spirit of God do a work internally where no one else sees. When internally you're being conformed to the image of Christ when the spirit of God is working within you, when God's word is transforming you, then out of an overflow of who you're becoming, you will display the goodness of God as a reflection of his work eternally, not as an act to fool people on the outside, but born within true spiritual work on the inside. I've learned as a as a principle that if, if you remember one thing, and I hope you'll remember this, Jesus has zero tolerance for hypocrisy He can't stomach it. He can't stand it. He hates it with everything. Jesus has zero tolerance for hypocrisy, but he has unlimited grace for a sinner in need of forgiveness. Jesus cannot stomach the show, but when anyone who's hurting and says, forgive me, heal me, redeem me, save me, change me, Jesus's answer is always yes. Because he did not come from, for those who appear to be righteous, but he, but he came for the sinners. He didn't come for those who are healthy on the outside. He came for those who knew they were sick. He has no tolerance for the show, but he has unlimited grace for a sinner in need of grace and repentance. So, there are some of you, you're going to drop the hypocrisy mask. But you may say, what if they find out? What if they know? What if they know that I'm not perfect? What if they know that I have faults? What if they know that I'm showing one thing and I'm not? Listen to me. You have nothing to fear when you have nothing to hide. You have absolutely nothing to fear when in the community of grace, you ask for help. And this is what Proverbs says in chapter 28, verse 13. It says, whoever conceals their sins doesn't prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. The one who asks for help finds mercy. Here's what I hope you'll understand. Some of you, you're going to recognize right now you're hiding behind a mask. And when you drop the mask, when you are honest, there is power. You are only as strong as you are honest. Many of you are in life groups or some kind of small group, wherever maybe you attend church. And, and we're even forming life groups right now in our church. And this is the perfect week to step in, in faith into a community a consistent group of other believers, and join one another in open confession of our need for God. We're not perfect people living in a perfect life, pleasing God in a perfect way. We're sinners. We're strugglers. We've messed up. We fall short. We have battles. We have struggles. We're afraid sometimes. We're inconsistent. We want to do one thing, when then we do something else. We don't want to have those thoughts, and then we do. We don't want to go back to the old life, but we do. But we come together with other people and we open up and and we say, I'm about to tell you something I've never told anybody before. And suddenly in that moment of truth, the truth will set you free. We're always in bondage when we hide. Whoever hides their sin, conceals their sins, doesn't prosper. Whoever drops the mask and renounces it, We find mercy in the presence of God because Jesus has zero tolerance for hypocrisy, but he has unlimited grace for a sinner in need of forgiveness. David prayed this prayer in Psalm 139. He said, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. Search me, God. Search me, God. In preparation for this podcast, this is what I prayed this week. Search me, God. Show me, God. Show me where I'm wearing the mask and don't even know it. Because listen to me. If you wear this thing long enough, you hide behind the lie long enough, you often start to believe your own lie. You don't even know where you're when you're wearing the mask. What is hypocrisy? It is the gap between what we show and who we are. What do we do with the gap? Here's what I hope you understand is this. We don't close the gap with perfection. What we do is we close the gaps with Christ. We don't close the gap with our outward behavior. Now I'm pleasing to God. We close the gap with Christ. He is our righteousness. He is our source. He is our healing. He is our redemption. He is the one who brings forgiveness. We don't close the gap without outward behavior. We let Jesus do an inward work. Then inwardly, as we're transformed over time, our outward behavior is a reflection of the inward healing work of the grace of Jesus. What would Jesus undo? Listen to me. He would absolutely undo hypocrisy. And in our culture today, we are ripe with it. This is who we are. We're not hurting. There are some of you, you will have a breakthrough moment when you drop the mask. I need help. I'm addicted. And I need someone to pray in strength to help me out in this addiction. My marriage is not where it should be. We need some people to support us, to pray for us, to counsel us. We're not there. We're, we're showing that, that it's all good. Look at the bling. Look at the life. Look at the car. Look at the house. And we're drowning in debt. We're showing one thing, but we're hurting on the other side. I'm looking like, all oh, great today. I'm smiling, but you have no idea. I'm scared to death of this metal report, and I don't have faith right now. Whoever conceals their sin does not prosper, but whoever drops the mask and renounces it finds mercy. I would rather be an honest sinner than a lying hypocrite, because Jesus has zero tolerance for hypocrisy, but he has unlimited grace for a sinner like me in need of forgiveness and a savior. What would Jesus undo? Jesus would undo the show. He's not asking for perfection. Jesus was perfect. The perfect one lives in us and over time conforms us and then lives through us. Don't forget it. No tolerance for the show, but unlimited grace for the honest one who needs help. Amen. Thanks for listening to another Ventured Podcast. I'm hoping you'll join us next week as we finish up our series of What Would Jesus Undo? Talk to you then. If you'd like to know more about Venture Podcast or Chandler Acres, please visit our website at www.chandleracreschurch.com.